I'm going down with this ship. <laughs> yeah, right. I was in my flag and remember, I don't know those. <laughs> that was great. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, a true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates dot, 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 non-crimes. I am Griff, of course. I'm Kira. Hello. How are you doing, Kira? I'm good. I'm good. You're looking spiffy today. Thanks. I decided to wear purple because I haven't worn purple in a while. That's the only reason. It looks good. Oh, wow. Did a hamster bite your shirt? Yeah, that or like a squirrel or maybe a hanger. But yeah, there are two holes in my shoulder. But it's. It still looks fine, right? It'll never show on a trotting horse. Oh, a callback. In the words of my grandmother. <laughs> we need to get that like on t-shirts or something for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How on was your ass uh, of some sweats? How's your week been? It's been good. Yeah? yeah, things are good. Things are happening. Yeah, it's getting a uh, summary out, which I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Beach weather. Have you spent much time on the beach in LA? I know you you moved before quarantine. I don't have you spent much time on the beach? Oh, I get so bored at the beach. I, I love like <laughs> 10 minutes at the beach. I'm the person that you get, I get to the beach and I immediately am like, who's trying to play foosball or like, <laughs> like, or whatever. I do like beach activities. Do you burn very easily? Of course. I've noticed that. I, I have the disposition of a baked potato. <laughs> and you bake. Yeah. A lot of my friends burn easily and they don't seem to put sunscreen on almost to like want to complain after they get burned. Um, Are you one of those people or do you actively put on a lot of sunscreen? Oh, I wear a lot of sunscreen. I've specifically talked to Alex about making sure that he closes the shades in our bedroom because I'm afraid that I'll get sunburnt while I sleep (laughs) from the light coming through. You're a vampire. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Got it, got it. You, I've seen you are an avid wearer of sunscreen. I am. I obviously don't burn as easily as my fair skin friends, but you know, the sun damages skin for anyone. So Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that my skin has longevity and elasticity Mm -hmm. because I work in front of the camera. That's right. And so it's just really important for me to look good. No, but I mean, it's just healthier. love the beach. I love the beach. Specifically the nude beach. The nude beach. Yeah. It's spring. We'll go this summer. That's crazy. You're like, I'm okay. okay. Hey, how about this? If this podcast hits 100,000 streams, I will go to a nude beach with you. And we will live stream it. <laughs> Nobody wants that. A hundred thousand streams is a really big milestone. That would be a major crime. We'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about okay. it. Okay. All right. So last episode, Disney Prince, our tenth episode, Woo! was confusing. It was filled with a giant lie. And at the end of it, you ruled that both Peter the liar yep. and Justin, the one that was lied to, were both guilty. Can you update the listeners as to why both were guilty? Well. Peter was guilty for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. He told a big lie. And then I also ruled that Justin was guilty for not confronting Peter. And I've heard from from folks that this wasn't fair to Justin. Some people are non-confrontational. So I'll walk it back a little bit on that verdict. I also am not out of the woods on uh, Carrie being a little bit guilty, too. I think you made a good point. We don't have enough information or didn't have enough info but there's something sus about Carrie and Justin. Something about Carrie. That fight, I, I don't know. We need to look into that a little more. But yeah, yeah that was- That a, would be really fun if we found out the details of that fight and then we had a separate episode. Ooh. In, you know- Yeah, yeah. Within the Disney family. Nice, literally. Where we explore that roommate fight. Ooh, that'd be interesting because that could have been the impetus for yeah. Justin and Peter breaking up. But, but we also have two other updates from last week. Do we one do? of which is 25,000 streams. Woo! And the other is that adults with pigtails are fine. They can live to see another day. They can live. Confusing, but it is okay to dress and wear what you want, so go for it. Yeah. But it will be a little confusing to 50% of the population, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. 
you have a, is it our second international case to present to us? It is, but it's our first outside of North America. Oh, baby. I'm excited. (laughs) This is our first ever case that is European. This is written in by a European. I am so excited. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let her rip. Oh my gosh. And how did she write this in? Did she DM us? Did she email us? Uh, She wrote us a letter. Oh, a handwritten letter. Yeah, she typed it on the (gasps) typewriter and she sent it in the mail. How European, Um, I think. No, she emailed us. Okay, got it. Um, but it is, it's it's the best email we've ever gotten. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I know a little bit about it. I know where it took place, and I know that it's slightly industry-related, but that's really all that I know. Yeah. Okay, so I'm excited. Is it intricate? You'll find out. Okay, fine. Fine, 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 fine. <clears throat> I'm ready. Dear Kira and Griff, I hope you are both doing great in L.A., Here in Paris, spring is here, and we are happily listening to petty crimes while smoking and drinking wine on our balcony. (laughs) We love all of your stories, but we think it is time to bring you a petty crime from across the ocean, because petty crimes also occur in Paris. Oh, excuse us. (laughs) The petty crime that I keep pronouncing petit crime, because yes, bear with me, I'm not English native, I'm 100% born and raised in France, so please read the following with a thick but cute French accent. (laughs) <clears throat> oh my god. The petit crime involves a coffee maker to bougie appartements in an arrondissement in Paris, Twitter, Amazon, and Christmas. And actually, this story includes two petty crimes. All right, that's more than enough of that. <laughs> that was really good. No, Are you an actor? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That's <laughs> better than I could do. No. All right, so Paris. Oh my goodness. I'm yeah. excited. It's going to be nuanced and just more interesting than us. Yeah. So just because I said that in a the voice of like the candle man <laughs> Madeline. in uh, Beauty and the Beast, I'll say again, Paris, Twitter, Amazon, and Christmas. Okay. And there Oof. are two petty crimes in this story. Oh my. See, I'm heavy hitters in those four lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay. The story takes place in 2018, just a week before Christmas. My friends, let's call them Clements and Christopher, are preparing for the holiday season in their Parisian apartment in the hyped 11th arrondissement of Paris. So, like, it's like a neighborhood a block. Okay. That sounds, is it bougie, do you think? It is. Okay. Yes. It sounds like it. Everything in Paris sounds bougie, though, to me. Yeah. Okay. But it is, it's a, um, it's a very cool neighborhood. Okay. They're decorating the Christmas tree, wrapping up presents, finishing up last tasks for work, packing up to visit soon to visit their family outside of Paris, and cooking deers-shaped biscuits. Oh, like reindeer, right? <laughs> or just like white-tailed deer? I just think that's the cutest sentence I've ever heard in my life. Deers-shaped biscuits. Aww, that does sound nice and yummy. <laughs> yeah. So the buzzing of the door pulls them out of their busy minds. This is Amazon. So it's the Amazon guy. <laughs> their neighbors, Pip and Pierre, haven't been reachable for a while. This is not the first time the delivery man has tried to deliver this quite heavy package to them. He is exhausted, and he just needs Clements to sign for their neighbors so he can leave the package with them. Oh. Clements approves, signs the receipt, and takes the heavy package that seems to be an expensive coffee maker. And this is quite a cumbersome package, and as a good next-door neighbor, Clements is trying for the next day or so— to ring Pip and Pierre's door. Wow, so she signed for that package. She signed, she took it in. That is quite ballsy, I think. Well, uh, there could be a cultural difference. Excuse me, <laughs> In a little bit, we'll hear more about 
this type of thing. Okay. Because yeah, it is. It does seem like a surprising thing to yeah, do. Yeah, you're taking on risk, which I usually try to avoid, but mm. I'll let, I'll let it unfold. You tried to yeah, um, risk evade. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> she is worried that the coffee maker is a Christmas present. But Pip and Pierre are never home, and she is as unlucky as the delivery man. Eventually, Christmas Eve is there, and Clements and Christopher must leave Paris. Clements decides to drop the package on the front door, so it will be there for Christmas morning. Right, because Clements and Christopher Christopher are also leaving Paris. Yeah. Okay, so like, yeah, okay. To go to the country and visit their families. So they've got to kind of like get this package situated before they leave. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. We need to pause the story here to get some details and cultural particularities. <laughs> this is well written. It is incredibly well wow. written. Wow. Okay. This is amazing. Thank I, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that effort and quality for who yeah. wrote it in? What's the name? Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie? Yes. Merci. That's Merci, that's all I know. Stephanie. That's yes. All I know. Um, the 11th arrondissement is the area of Paris where journalists live, where production studios are, cool startups, music venues, and agencies. Mm. It goes without saying, everyone here knows each other, if not directly, through only a few intermediaries. Okay, so close-knit community mm-hmm. and all seemingly a little artsy or creative. Yes. Okay. And this is going to become increasingly relevant as the case goes on. Oh, noted. Okay. Both Clemens and Christopher's work are linked to public TV, radio, and without knowing them directly, they know Pip and Pierre are in the same cultural bubble. Okay. Yeah. They didn't have a WhatsApp group for their building, as we, of course, all do now. (laughs) There are no doormen or landlords living in the premises. So mostly, your packages end up at your neighbor's or in a faraway pickup store if you're not home. Okay, yeah, which is similar to L.A. Like, I've missed a few packages for my parents because they're the only ones who send me things. And it gets shipped off to, like, East Hollywood, which is not as convenient for me to get. So, But wouldn't it be nice if your neighbor signed and took it for you? Yes, and I I would have to really trust that neighbor, I guess. But I've I've had close neighbors before, so yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then last particularity, we're all late millennials, so we've all met hmm. and gotten married for most of us! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation <laughs> point! Not for some. <laughs> on they've gotten married on or thanks to Twitter. What they got married on Twitter. I think they've all, like, met or connected. Oh, oh God. <laughs> like, Twitter is is a really important part of this. Okay. Paris is different. Okay. I think it's specifically this community. Oh, right. Because they're industry, and you said journalists. And I know my writer friends in L.A. and in just the world yep. love Twitter. Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Industry, writers, Twitter. Okay. Yep. So, Twitter is our main way of telling stories. <laughs> 2022, baby. I'm I'm wagging my little finger like, ooh, will this be important? <laughs> Me thinks it will. So now, it's a couple of days before New Year's Eve 2018. Clemens and Christopher are back in Paris. Okay. Then, Pip and Pierre, and, and just in case it's anyone's possibly confused, Pip and Pierre are the ones who ordered this coffee maker. Got it. And is, is Pip, I assume Pierre is a male. Is Pip mm-hmm. a male or a woman? Uh, Do we know? I, I, Pip is a woman. Okay, so hetero couple. Okay. Yes. Pip and Pierre ring their door to pick up the coffee maker. (laughs) Clemence is a bit confused, as she clearly remembers dropping the coffee machine on their doorstep the day before Christmas. She realizes how stupid she has been, (laughs) and that the expensive coffee machine with the brand all over the packaging has been stolen. Oh, of course it's been stolen. And to this day, she still doesn't know what came over her, but she lied. 
She said, I don't know what you're referring to. What? I never received a package for you. She closes the door and loops Christopher into the oh, lie. No. She's like, you're going down with me. <laughs> a couple of hours later, Pip and Pierre are back at their door, a bit annoyed now, less friendly, and they ask again if she's sure about the package. Clements keeps lying, thinking she will look online today and order them a replacement coffee maker. Oh, no. She feels so guilty. She feels really guilty. She, in the spur of the moment, told a really, yeah, yeah, she told a lie. Yeah, and she, like, stuck with it. Yep. Oh, no. But her thoughts are stopped by Pierre showing Clemens her signature <gasps> on a copy of the receipt. He showed her the receipts, literally. To which she said, this is not mine. <laughs> she said... I never signed for the package. That's not my signature. Pierre shows Christopher to verify the signature. And he also lies and says, oh, no, that's not hers. Oh, my God. Well, great partner, Christopher. You, like, picked up on the room. I'm going down with this ship. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was in my flag and remember, I don't know the <laughs> That was great. Okay, so Christopher, I mean, she looped him in. And he's like, I need to, now that I'm looped in, we got to, like, sell this lie. Yeah. And he's like, that's not my wife's signature. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. And then what did Pierre say to that? Or Pip or whoever? Pip and Pierre were just like, okay. <laughs> so basically everyone's really upset and confused yeah. from all of these obvious lies. And everyone just goes back to their apartment. <laughs> and Clements never got to find out the model of the coffee maker and oh. therefore, she never ordered them a replacement. Oh, and dang. these couples who used to be friends, you know, industry connected, they never spoke to each other again. Wow, that's that's quite sad. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another lie. Yeah. Lies oh beget gosh. lies. Okay. Wow. I mean, could could they have just like, why didn't they ask what the brand was? She was going to. She was going to ask more about it. But it just got too awkward or but something? But then the, or? the receipt came up uh, and, and it just got too dicey. Got it. Okay. So she didn't have a chance. Got it. So it was kind of like a stalemate of solving the problem because yeah. of the lie. Okay. So Clements denied having taken in. My first question is like, I wonder if there's building footage of this because like hmm. that would be I think be evidence. from the research I've done of the 11th Erlandie <laughs> Siamont. I'm doing my best, but that's a tricky one for me. I don't think there would be. Okay. It's pretty historic neighborhood. Okay, got it. Um, but I mean, the receipt of the package having been dropped off is like, and signed for. I don't think she knew that it, that existed. I don't think she could have anticipated that. Uh, of course. And I'm sure like, you know, when you sign for something, you don't like, it's just kind of like, you just do it quickly and get it out of the way. I don't think that that, I, in my mind, I'm like, that that, that never goes anywhere. Yeah, ex exactly. It's like, that's not being, that's not for a reason. It obviously is for a reason. They're asking for it because yeah. it's closure. For cases that, like this. Oh, I wonder too, if like, if that delivery Amazon person, and this is in general too, if, if they don't get that receipt signed, then is Amazon liable for a missing like product or a missing deliverable? Yes, I would say the delivery person gets the signature to remove liability from themselves. Yeah, yes. and we all know Amazon couldn't afford to just replace the coffee machine. Well, 
What? There's, did Jeff Bezos come by? <laughs> there's more to this story. Oh. What did I say was going to be an important part of the story? Was it when you were wagging your finger? It was. I forget because I was distracted by the finger, but <laughs> remind me. <laughs> Twitter. Oh. Tw- Twitter. Twitter? What is, were they watching? Just you <laughs> wait. Okay. So there's a like, there's like a part. Oh, you said earlier that there's this is kind of like a part two, mm-hmm. a two-part crime. This is our most involved petty crime to date, and I'm I'm losing it with excitement. Oh my god. And I trust that our listeners, as some of them are probably actual true crime fans. Yes. Those true crimes can get pretty intricate too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you're you're still keeping up. I have faith in you. And if you're not, hey. <laughs> Listen to our poop episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have easier. an episode for you? Yeah. Okay, okay, so before part two, Clements has lied. Yep. She did sign for the package. She did take it in. I guess she felt comfortable enough to do that on their behalf. Yeah. But they had to leave. Yes. Themselves from Paris. They and had so to go, yeah. Instead of keeping it in their apartment, they figured if this is a Christmas if this is a Christmas present. gift, exactly, we need to give it back because mm-hmm. we don't want them to miss the Christmas gift, which And yeah, and uh, we know because there wasn't a WhatsApp group, they didn't have each other's phone numbers. That's why there was no texting going on. Which Okay, these are bringing up questions, but I think I'll ask after part two, but just little red flags about why she even brought the, she she decided to take the package in. Okay. Okay. Fast forward to Mm -hmm. September 2019. So this first part took place holidays 2018. Got it. So now we're like. Almost a full calendar year. Correct. Okay. We are on Twitter. A friend of ours, let's call him Jacques, (laughs) tweets about a time he was a little bit drunk And he saw a couple put a very expensive cast iron oval casserole dish in the street. So this is not related. Okay. (laughs) Jacques was drunk tweeting about a time he saw a casserole dish. Okay. He took the casserole dish while mulling over why people would throw this away before he realized, oh, they were moving. (laughs) It was too late to put the cast iron back. What? Oh, my gosh. So Jacques, Jacques just their friend, tweets about this. Clements replies to the thread. We have the proof in French. It'll be on our Instagram. Oh, my. She replies and says this reminds her of the coffee maker story and how she is scared that her former neighbors will find out the truth. To which the former neighbor, Pierre, replies, well, this is the case. He knew the truth. Basically, Clemens and Pierre end up in a tete-a-tete. On Twitter? Where, long story short, Pip and Pierre very shortly after the holidays in 2018, were at a party and a friend of a friend of a friend told them the truth about how Clements had taken in the coffee maker, put it on their doorstep, and it got stolen. Oh, no. I mean, kind of, but... Yeah. So basically, Pip and Pierre had already gotten their money back a couple days after New Year's 2018 from Amazon. Okay. And they ordered a new coffee maker and they received it. It was no big deal. But they never told Clements and Christopher about it. They let them sit in their guilt. Huh. Oh, interesting. There's a lot of parties to consider here. It's so French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so complicated. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that the final part of part two? It is. And then basically like... Because there's so much here, I've boiled down into two specific petty crimes I would like you to deliver okay. on. And just one point of clarification, did Pip and Pierre move? Sorry if I missed that. Did they move out of the building? 
Yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah. So by the time it was September 2019 and there was like the Twitter basically rehash, they were already long gone from the building. Okay. Wow. So they really left like just not being friends. And Mm -hmm. that's so interesting how like someone can be so connected or think that they're connected. And then like, I mean, a little petty crime can really. Yeah. Crumble that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lots to talk about, but what are the two boil-down crimes we should really be focusing on? Mm-hmm. Is Clemens guilty of a petty crime for lying? Oh, okay. I can answer that. I think first it's like, if someone were, would you sign for your neighbor, your neighbor's package? Yeah. Like, even if, I mean, they're, you're, they were close, I guess, quote-unquote, I guess not as close as they thought, but... Mm. If, like, an Amazon delivery person knocked on your door and was like, I've been trying to deliver this to apartment five or whatever, mm-hmm. and they haven't responded, you would sign for them? Yeah, I guess I okay. would. I don't think, like, I, I feel like that doesn't really happen yeah. here, but I guess I would. Would you? Like I said before, I'd be just a little nervous about taking on that responsibility. But I will say, if I did do it, which maybe I would, because it's like, mm-hmm. well, what's it? It's, not, it's nothing to me. I'll keep an eye out for mm-hmm. them when they're here. I question why Clements, when leaving Paris, decided, and I understand why she did this, but like not to just keep it in her apartment. Yeah. Where it would definitely be safe. Yeah. She thought, which was very kind, but a little naive, to think that she would rather have it for Christmas than have it fully protected. Yeah. Like I feel like if I had a package delivered or being improperly delivered to my place, I'd rather you, Kira, keep it in your apartment and me, wah, miss it for Christmas day of, but know that I will have it, I don't know, for New Year's or something whenever I get back. Yep. So I don't get why she like thought it would be a better idea to put it back out onto the, basically the street. Yeah. Maybe instead of a package on the door, step a note under the door. Mm. I received your package. Yeah. I mean, and again, easier for us to say as we're like reading the of crime. Of course, of course. When it's not happening. Yeah, totally. But those are the things you have to, I would think about if if an Amazon person was like, can you can you babysit this person's property? Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, yes, but I guess I'll do these things to make sure that like I'm not going to get fucked here. Yeah. Um, so is Clemens guilty of a petty crime for lying? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes? I, I think so. Yeah. For lying, yes. It's like, Oh, man, it sucks to like admit that you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But the lie, as we've seen, has really led to the like dilapidation of a friendship. Um, and seemingly, like you said, a lot of guilt within Clements. Yeah. Yeah. I think naive for her to like put it out onto the street. Just she should have kept it in her apartment. And then, yeah, guilty of her for lying. And also, is it Clarence? Clements and Clements and Christopher. Christopher. I mean. You didn't have to go in on or lie. I appreciate the bond that you two have, but like, you're also guilty. You like, you also lied. You said that's not my wife's signature, and it I'm was. Going down with <laughs> Dang, Bonnie and Clyde, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're they're both guilty. Clements a little more so because it was the the initiator of the lie. But yeah. um, yeah, you should have just been like, hey, look, they kept trying to deliver it to your apartment. They told us to hold on to it. I was scared that you needed it for Christmas. And by the way, it's not my responsibility. So I put it back where it would have been if I hadn't taken it in. Because if she hadn't taken it in, well, maybe they, no, they would have put it to a warehouse, like you said. Far away. Oh my God, this crime is so intricate. Mm-hmm. No, but you're yeah. doing a great job. Clements, thank you. <sighs> College. 
Clements is guilty for lying. Cool. I think. Do you agree? I absolutely yeah, agree. It's, I, don't, I, I totally feel for Clements. Like when something is like getting dicey and you're like, I'll simplify it with a lie. And you only make things more complicated. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you couldn't swallow the guilt of having just made a mistake yeah. naively. And so, yeah, you're guilty okay. for that. Ready for the second? Yes. Petty crime? Ooh, I think I might know what second one you're going to ask. Would you like to guess? Are Pip and Pierre. Pip and Pierre. Because you had mentioned that they <laughs> had found a replacement. They got their money back and replaced the coffee maker. Yep. But they didn't tell mm-hmm. CNC. Exactly. Which is what I'm going to call them now because I can't remember the names. No problem. Um, and so they let CNC sit with that guilt. Yeah. And so is the question, are Pierre and Pip guilty of mm-hmm. not alleviating the guilt from CNC? Exactly. Are they? God, I'm so good at this. <laughs> that's petty. That's that's like the pettiest the part of this crime. The definition of petty. Right, because like part the, the first part is like, Mm, she made a mistake, and then she got scared about telling the truth. Yeah, that's not petty. That's just human nature. Like, yeah, it's scary to like admit that you're wrong, especially if you like cost someone hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The petty part of this crime is sitting on information and letting people boil in their guilt. Yeah, which I love. It is. It is. That is the petty part. Ooh, and I'm inclined to vote that they're not guilty <gasps> for it. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? Clements lied to them after Pierre and Pip. Clements is a good woman who did her best. <laughs> she's a good writer. I don't know if she's a good woman. They presented the Clements receipt Clements tried her. to help. And then a thief, a thief made off with the package. And Clements didn't know how to explain it. She was worried that she was going to get, that someone is going to assume that she stole a coffee pot. Yeah. So she told a little lie. Totally. Uh, and to clarify, I don't think Clements is a bad person, but she told a lie. Clements is a good woman. Yeah. <laughs> Do you personally know Clements? <laughs> Sure, like I resonate, no, I resonate with Clemens. I feel like I do too, but like she she's a product of this circumstance. I just <laughs> the system. <laughs> blame the system. Um wait, you're saying Pip and Pierre are not guilty? I don't think so. So here's why. I think okay. it maybe even like nets even almost. Mm-hmm. Um Clemens didn't own up to signing the receipt after Pierre and Pip. Showed it to her. How could she? She would have looked like a loon. This is how she could have done it. Yes, that is my signature. That's how she could have done it. But she didn't. Yeah, and and walked it back at that point. Correct. So she did not claim that. And they were kind of like, okay, that was our last Hail Mary chance for you to admit that you, you know, you put this back on the street. You didn't do that. And so on their end, it's like, well, if you're not admitting that little part, why would we admit, why would we give you the information that we have solved the problem? Mm. You know? It's like you didn't respect us enough to like tell the truth. We're just going to withhold the truth. We're not we're not lying. We're just withholding the truth. You lied, Clements. Does that make do you, do you know what I mean? I know you probably don't I, agree with it, but I like, know what you mean and I get where you're coming from, but I think the part where Pip and Pierre are at a party and a friend of a friend is like, "Hey, did you know Clements took your package and then she tried to put it on your doorstep and then somebody stole it?" And she felt bad and she didn't know how to explain it. So she lied. And Pip and Pierre were like, well, it serves that little liar right. <laughs> I, we're, I, we're not going to let her off the hook. <sighs> I'm not team Pip and Pierre. <laughs> I kind of am. I kind of am. <sighs> this is the end of the podcast. Okay, listeners, we need to hear from you. Yeah. Let us know. It seems like we're on the same page. Clements is guilty of a little petty crime here. Yep. 
Pip and Pierre. That's where yeah. we are not on the same page. Why do you think Pip and Pierre owed it to Clements and Christopher? Got it. Clements and Christopher to tell them that they had solved the problem. Because when you have a chance to like smooth things over, why not do it? So, exactly. For Clements, if you don't, if you have a chance oh. to clarify and smooth things over, why not do it? Quote Kira Jane O'Sullivan. Okay. You know, it's like, and again, that was an active lie. Pip and Pierre are just not telling, not giving closure. Yeah. This is so like journalistically petty. Mm, it's so good. You know? Okay. It's like, I have facts and I'm withholding them for my piece. Yeah. And your story is your own. Wow. Yeah. And um, that's that. Yeah. That's what I think. So yeah, we definitely need our listeners to like weigh in on, you know, part one, I think, which is a little bit more obvious, but specifically part two yeah. with our Pierre and Pip guilty of withholding information and letting Clement specifically boil in her guilt. Mm-hmm. I say they're not guilty. I think you probably say guilty. Yes. Okay, cool. That was a long and involved one. So we're just going to hit you with a couple really quick criminal or minimals. Yes. Griff, are you ready? I got yeah, one queued s- up. Perfect. Go for it. Purposely spilling a glass of water on someone during a date to see how they respond to stress. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say criminal. <laughs> That's criminal. I think it's such a good idea. That's funny. I would love to see that unfold. I, If I was the recipient of the water, I'd be like, what the fuck did you just do that for? Um, I'm going to say criminal and kooky. <laughs> Have you done that before? No, but you could put criminal and kooky on my gravestone. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, criminal. Okay. What do you, you think? Do you think it's minimal? I think it's minimal. Okay. I, I think it's so funny and I'm dying for somebody like, to do it. Whoops. And then the person, if they're like, what the hell? Then they're not cool. And if they're like, no big deal. I mean, okay. Well, I think maybe because we haven't had we our McDonald's today, we're not on the same like emotional wavelength. Wow. Yeah. Listeners, we, we did not stop and get our McGriddles. So. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wrote criminal on that. Okay. Um, criminal or minimal? Openly farting in front of your partner. Oh. <sighs> Criminal. Yeah, I also agree. I don't know if we want to expand, go for it. But. It's criminal, but I, if I am being honest, I do on occasion yeah. break wind <laughs> break wind in front of my partner. But even though I do it, I have to say it's still criminal. Yeah, I mean, it's a natural bodily function, which we need to avoid. But it's annoying. Um, yeah. 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 And again, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, minimal. Cool. When in a foreign country where the primary language is not English, beginning interactions in English, since you don't actually speak the native language, and you know the other person definitely does. Mm. Criminal or minimal. Interesting. This reminds me of when I was abroad, studying abroad, and I would I went to Spain, and I was excited to try out my Spanish, mm-hmm. which is not great, but I was excited to try. And whenever I would try, almost every like native person heard how bad my accent was or my struggle (laughs) and just went right to English. Yeah. And I was like, darn, I wanted to like try. But on the other end, I, I tried first. So I'm going to say criminal for not trying. Yep. And wherever you are, learn how to say hello. Right. Cause that's the start of a conversation. Hello. Goodbye. Thank you. And then obviously if you can't communicate 
like switch to something you mo- you both can communicate with, but at least greet them in that native language. You're I, I agree because the person on the other end of the interaction will suss it out and they'll switch over. Which is exactly what happened to me. Exactly. Yeah. Criminal or minimal. Asking for the crust to be cut off of your sandwich as an adult. At a restaurant? I think just, well, yeah, if you do it at home, you're probably, we'll say. Who are you asking yourself? (laughs) We'll say at a restaurant. A criminal. You're a lunatic. (laughs) Yeah. You're a lunatic and a murderer. (laughs) You cannot be making those kinds of requests. If you don't like crusts, don't eat them. Yeah. And better yet, do eat them. Because my grandfather always told me, crusts make your hair curly. Wow, your grandparents had incredible idioms. Pearls of wisdom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they were um, college professors. Did you, you grow up eating crust? I did because my grampy said it would make my hair curly. And then it wasn't until like some point in high school, I was like, wait a second. My hair's straight. Crusts are just the outside of bread. Yeah. They can't have properties that the inside of the bread don't have. Yeah. But I ate my crusts. Yep. Except a little more fiber. Yep. But you're right. Oh. Yeah. That's, how? that's what I was always told. Like, don't cut the crust off because it's more condensed. So it has more fiber. That doesn't make any sense either. Well, um, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was criminal or minimal. Those were interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and an interesting case. That was very intricate. Our most intricate so far. Merci. Merci. Merci, Stephanie. And au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>